Hey, just a quick note. This is Adrian. Just wanted to say that I don't mention the Patreon Power Hour this episode because it was so compelling that I didn't get a chance. So if you go to patreon.com slash sports anomaly, you can go while you listen. You can give us $5. It'll feel amazing uh, if you can do it. If you can give more, I'm not going to complain. I swear I will not complain. I will only rejoice. But uh, if you get the chance, patreon.com slash sports anomaly and just look at the pictures of nothing else because they're hilarious and I went to great lengths. This is a great episode. Very excited to share it with you. Here we go. We're going to the gate. We're going to the gate. You know what? I don't want to play defense. Are you kidding me? Uh, what the hell's going on? You're playing it safe. Stay safe, stay safe, It's amazing. No way in hell I'm touching it. Are you kidding? You, I, That was really fun. Hello and welcome to the Sports Anomaly. I'm your host, Adrian Todzaniga, and I'm joined live... Although I guess tape delayed, whenever you're hearing this, it's as live as it gets on a podcast. We're joined live by Uche Winari, the observant lineman on YouTube. He's a seven-year vet for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And in 2009, he played a full season, giving up only a half of a sack without being called for one penalty, which seems obsess- uh, it seems obscene to me, uh, considering I would have just <laughs> held on and been dragged around the field by anybody. Uh, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Uh, so your YouTube show is great. Um, basically, I'll, you. just to give some context for our listeners, the, you do short videos um, and you've done things on what it's like to sign your second contract as a player. You've talked about Deshaun Jackson's anti-Semitic remarks. You've talked about how players feel about preseason games. Mm-hmm. You've told an amazing, uh, I'll just call it a dicks and donuts story. Um, <laughs> dicks and donuts. Dicks and donuts. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's like, a, it's a great, show because it's i mean it's relatively short like i think you max out around 15 16 minutes um but the reason i love it so much is it gives that perspective of an nfl player that it's almost like i didn't even know i i need it but now that i'm watching i'm like oh that's what it's like to sign your second contract that's what and the dicks and donuts story is a whole other world that's so fantastic (laughs) so i just wondered like what prompted you to start it what was sort of the mindset and how'd you get it going uh well you know when you get done playing ball, when you're retired, when you're, when you're trying to figure out what's the next move in life, uh, you know, things always kind of bring you back to football. And that's one of the things for me that's always uh, kind of just been sitting there waiting for me to, to, to take advantage of it. And I'm a great story guy. Like, I tell these stories to my close friends, like, all the time. They know that there is this world behind what everybody sees on Sundays. And I just felt like, you know, with the knowledge I have of the sport and how the inner workings of it uh, are, are handled, whether it be with the franchise from a money standpoint or uh, from a performance standpoint on the field, uh, I felt like I had a, a unique perspective on that because, uh, you know, obviously I played for a while with the Jaguars. I was a starter my entire career. So, you know, being out on the field, proving yourself in practice, proving yourself in camp, those are all things that I've gone through those processes and I've been able to come out successful on the other end. So, uh, you know, fast forward six years after I retire, I decide, Hey, you know what? I should probably tell people about my experiences 
and uh, start a YouTube channel. That seems That's to be the thing to do. So yeah, why not? That's jumped, great. Man. <laughs> jumped on it. Yeah, I love it. Um, and has there been one episode that sort of like caught fire or anything? Of like, I, I know the Deshaun Jackson was a pretty big hit. So I wonder yeah, is that yeah. is that sort of the biggest one you've had? Uh, no, actually, uh, it's weird. The biggest video I have of all of my videos is a, is like a two minute video I did on. Uh, the Browns in Baltimore game early in the football season, uh, early in last football season, 2019, uh, where it looked like Marlon Humphrey was choking Odell Beckham on the field, on the right. ground. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after a play, they both got flagged. It was crazy. But right. it looked like he was choking him. And I just kind of had a reaction there laughing about it. And it was like two minutes long. And it got like 60,000 views <laughs> in the first, like, week. And then... The NFL claimed it. So copyright claimed it. So I didn't uh, get a dime off of that, you know. Oh, man. But I got the views that counted yeah. towards me getting monetized. So uh, that was my biggest. I've had, I've had some that, you know, I've had a number that have been like 2,000, 4,000, 8,000. Uh, and then my Deshaun Jackson one right now, I think it's sitting at like 24, 25,000, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it was a good, uh, you know, those are the, those are probably the biggest ones that the Sean Jackson one, obviously a lot more work put into that than yeah. the Odell Beckham one. But, uh, you know, YouTube is weird like that. Sometimes yeah. you put a ton of work into a video and you get like 300 views in a day and you're just like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about the people would like this? Right, right. <laughs> you know? That's cool. Uh, for this podcast, we always start it um, with a love and a hate for the week. So it's just, you know, whatever your vibe. And I'll start off with my love just to get us going. But um, the NWSL, the, Na the National Women's Soccer League, which I, I talk about on this podcast constantly because they've had this month-long tournament that I've been obsessed with. I was heartbroken because the true love of my life, Rose Lavelle, who plays for the Washington Spirit, she, uh, she got knocked out in the first round of the tournament. I was just so shocked. Uh. Uh, but they've just announced that there's going to be a Los Angeles team. Everybody's calling it Angel City FC Online, which I do love mm. uh, as a name, but apparently that's not going to be the name. Uh, Natalie Portman's involved. Just kind of a cool thing because it, I don't know. I, the biggest move for me mm. in my mind in the last week, I was like, you know what? I'm going to slot, I'm going to watch the Rose Lavelle slash Washington Spear games. I'm actually going to make an effort to watch those games the way that I watch St. Louis Blues games, Chicago Cubs games. You know, like put that at the very top, like, of you know, like that's going to be one of my big four, whatever that is. So I, I think that's an interesting development. Just watching, you know, I went to the World <clears> Cup, just watching this tournament. I was like, you know, you can basically like if you just start following something and get used to the players and you know what mm -hmm. they're going to do. It's it's really interesting. So yeah, so that's my love of the week. Uh, what do you got? Uh, I think my love of the week, and I may be off by a couple of days with it, but I really, I think my love of the week so far has been just the return of the NBA, the return of Major League Baseball. Seeing sports back in the picture again is really something that I think this country desperately needs. There needs to be some kind of, uh, some kind of, of, of escape for yeah. a moment, at least in front of your TV, watching uh, sports again. I really feel like that has been uh, – it was nice to see that because, you know, for, what, the last five, six months, we've been going through our channels. If, you got, if you're watching TV or if you're, like, checking out online videos, you're just seeing stuff from the past, old games, old matchups. Then you had Last Dance. Yeah. So uh, 
we got through all of that and people were really clamoring for some sports. And, and you know, it's not like we necessarily want it to be, it's not ideal, but we got sports back and, you know, for now, let's enjoy it. Let's, let's let it bring our, 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 the tensions yeah. that, that we're seeing everywhere down a little bit, bring it down. Yeah. And uh, let's try and, you know, let's just try and get back to some kind of normalcy. You know, it's nice. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a different world we live in now, but yeah. you know, for, for yeah. what it is, we should enjoy the sports. Yeah. It's wild. Cause I, I was watching like Korean baseball when that, or not Korean yeah. baseball, actually Taiwanese Jap- league baseball. Oh, Taiwanese. Like, even be- wow. It was like the first thing that started up and I was watching <laughs> it and I was just like, I don't know, man. It feels like it's the same thing. If I would have just kept watching it, I would have been fine. But I was like, you know, maybe I, I think I'm good. But now that, it, the MLB is back. It's been on my TV. Like there's 12 hours today of it and it's just been running. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't, you know, baseball I love cause you don't have to be like focused on it. You know, you yeah. just sort of like it drifts and then you look up, Oh, runners on second, third, I'll watch. But yeah. Who's your, uh, your favorite baseball team, your favorite uh, NBA team, Texas Rangers and Dallas Mavericks. All oh, right. Yeah. Dallas connection. That's, <laughs> man, Dallas is a good team to watch. Yeah, in the NBA. I'm excited we got a to good see that. team right now. We're back. Yeah, absolutely. We got lucky. We got Luka Doncic right after we had Dirk Nowitzki, which is that's it's, like that's like having Peyton Manning and then getting Andrew Luck. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> um, I was go, moving on to our hate this week. Um, I this is sort of to get your opinion because I'm just interested in this. Um, but it, it the the hashtag we want to play the NFL. In my mind, the NFL seems to be taking COVID-19 about as serious as our, as our federal government. So I, it just sort of feels very loose, and they're kind of like, eh. Um, Patrick Mahomes did say he's good with the setup. He just came out and said, like, he's, he's comfortable with it. Um, Laurent uh, Duvarnay-Tardif, the right guard, I believe, of the Chiefs, he's, he's decided not out, to play. Right? Yeah, and and that's because he's also been a frontline worker. He's volunteered with hospitals, so you know that's a totally different experience. I think that's one of the major things of this era is like some of us are like, I I'm in my house, I don't see it, I can do whatever, you know. So that yeah. versus people who are on the front lines is like, oh my god, I don't want to deal with this. But I just wonder, like, with that hashtag, have you been following that? And like, do you have any thoughts about? Like, would you, do you, do you see there's any way that you would opt out in this situation or would you just be like, okay, let's make sure everything's the way it has to be. And then, then we'll mitigate that risk. Uh, well, I would say that his situation is a bit different. He's a, you know, he's an ER doctor. He's out there working in the field. Like you said, front lines, much respect to him for that. Uh, if I was in that situation, I would probably 99%, um, 99% certain I'd probably opt out as well. Uh, but as for the re- the players in the league right now with this we want to play hashtag, haven't been paying much attention to it. You know, one yeah. thing about me is I, you know, pick my stories that I want to work on on my channel very, very particularly. Uh, and a lot of times I like to I like to have my videos focus on stories about my time as a football player or relate uh, my experience from football to a story itself and give it from that perspective. Uh, but, you know, I'm not... I'm not a hot take guy like that. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not just looking for what drops out of the bucket and then, you know, throw a video up just for the sake of having a video up. Uh, but I, I do think that, you know, knowing the NFL, knowing how they operate, uh, understanding the culture really within the league itself that, that holds it up, uh, it's about Sundays. And yeah. the NFL's not going to let that pass. They're not giving up one Sunday 
They don't care if the stadium's empty. They're getting their money from their football contracts automatically. I mean, from their TV contracts automatically. So, you know, DirecTV's paying them four, $4 billion. Uh, CBS paying them $4 billion. Fox paying them $4 billion. They're good. Whether you watch their games or not, for everybody out there who yeah. thinks that not watching is going to hurt the NFL, whether you watch the games or not, and that is in black and white ink on the contract, their money is guaranteed. So, you know, that's the machine that it is. They own three days out of the week, and, uh, you know, they're going to get theirs whether they, you know, come hook or crook. And uh, players are right, I think, to, to, to question what is the plan. I think everybody wants to know what's the plan before we go out on the field. We've already got uh, 59 players who have tested positive for uh, COVID-19 in the NFL. So uh, right there, there's, there's enough cause for uh, at least concern and an in, in, in inquisitory nature to try and figure out what exactly are you guys planning to do to protect the players. The NBA took their time, and, I mean, it's still it's going to turn out to be a crap shoot anyways. But at least they put a framework in there that uh, really did provide protection uh, on a fundamental level for the players. With the NFL, I, I mean, I read the paperwork right. for what the uh, how the, the how training camp is supposed to go, how facilities are supposed to go. It's just training camp. It doesn't look like they're just <laughs> yeah. they're just spelling out for you how it should work. But it's the same training camp that we've dealt with. Since, you know, the since uh, uh, Roger Goodell came in in 2007. So, um, you know, it, it's 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 such a big, huge machine. It's a juggernaut. And, you know, they know and we all know that at the end of the day, uh, whether we like it or not, they are planning on playing on Sundays, Mondays and Thursdays. So uh, if you want to opt out, you don't get any money. Yeah. If you don't. If you do, if you want to stay in and play, then you play ball. Right. And if you catch it, hey, <laughs> you know you got insurance. Right. You got money. You're gonna be all right. That's how. That's, I'm not saying that's how they look at it, but right. uh, that's how they look at it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, okay, so what's your hate of the week? I think that would be my hate of, hate of the week as well. Just the way yeah. that you know it's the NFL and the NFLPA rearing their ugly heads once again. Uh, you know, I've done a number of videos on my channel talking about the NFLPA and how they really have a, there's really a lack of communication and actual, like, there, there, there's no, no transition that's handled with, with players who are retiring uh, and going into their second careers, uh, as opposed to when you're in the NFL and you have all the resources in the world. You know, you can talk to anybody you want to, they get answers for you quick, they get solutions for you quick. Soon as you walk out that door of retired, you will never get a phone call from anybody in the NFL again. Wow. Unless you call the NFL PA, you will never hear from the NFL again. That's it. Wow, that's wild. Uh, okay, uh, moving on to breaking news brought to you by Perfect Tommy. He's one of our Patreon uh, big hitters. So we've named a whole section of the show after him. So the first thing I'm, I'm excited to talk about, there's a massive trade that happened right before we recorded, and that's mm -hmm. Jamal Adams traded to Seattle for two first rounders. 
now and a you, third rounder and a third rounder and yeah. uh using madden's uh ratings which we'll talk a little bit about in a minute but he's the third best strong safety in the league i you know he could be the best i just love that his twitter handle is at prez p-r-e-z i mean that's just awesome but <laughs> i wondered if you could react i know you, you've you got a video coming out about it soon so um we'll all be watching that but uh could you talk about a little bit about it and then how would a trade this big be on a team's psyche uh, you know, believe it or not, uh, for for the Jets, I don't think it affects their psyche so much. They're getting a lot for him. Uh, things weren't working out with him. You know, this is a guy who's going into his, th into his third year, already wants a new deal. Uh, you know, got to Pro Bowl under his belt, which does give you a ton of leverage uh, when you are uh, trying to look for an extension. And I just think that players uh, as a whole, and it's a double-edged sword, but I, I believe that players as a whole are starting to realize the power that they have. They can make a teams, they can make teams very uncomfortable if they're not, you know, looking to take care of the players. Because a lot of times, and this even, this goes back to when I was playing, but when I was playing, there was still sort of that culture, that underlying culture in the NFL that you, you know, you don't talk about too many things out in public. You know, you don't talk about uh, uh, problems with the, with the franchise on Twitter, on Facebook, you Instagram, you leave those things out of it. You talk to your agent, your agent talks to the franchise. Now we're in a social media age and guys just come out and start running at the mouth and it was getting them in trouble at first. Uh, but now you're in a situation where players are really uh, galvanizing together and they're kind of pushing around uh, the teams that they play for. Jalen Ramsey did it with my Jaguars uh, just a year ago. He didn't get the money that he didn't even get a look at getting his money with Jacksonville. So he just disrupted the team until they shipped him off. Same thing here with Jamal jo or Jamal Adams. I'm sorry. Uh, Jamal Adams had, I guess, you know, from what I was reading to keep up with his timeline, uh, he had just, he tried to be, to, to get in discussions with them. He felt like they kind of slighted him because they said he was being that guy uh, trying to get a new contract. And so from there, it just, you know, that was the bad blood that started to kind of, you know, build up between uh, him and the franchise. I think that, you know, honestly, it couldn't have worked out better for him. Yeah. I mean, he's in Seattle, a, a contender uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, he's, He's a whole nother head coach and GM away from any kind of contention in, in New York with the Jets. So for him, uh, you know, it's, it's likely not even that much about the money at this point because he knows at some, uh, it's, at some uh, junction, the Seahawks are going to want to sit down and talk payday. Uh, you know, obviously they're going to want to see him on the field playing and see him making plays like he did in New York against better competition, right. which is going to be a test. Uh, but once I think, you know, he gets a season under his belt and before free agency hits next year, he's looking probably at a chance to get a big payday. But, uh, I think it's, you know, I feel sorry for the jets almost because yeah. they look like they're in the same kind of situation that I've been watching Jacksonville just struggle through where you've got front office people who are, I mean, I don't want to call them incompetent, but how do you give a guy one year at, at head coach? one year at GM, you win or you are fired, and they decide they're going to rebuild the team. It's crazy. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? You, you, they had a fire sale in Jacksonville. They got rid of almost all of the core players. All of them. They just gave them away for nothing. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Y'all planning on winning this year? Because yeah, y'all got one year before you get fired. The next GM is going to get rid of every player you have here. So you're setting the franchise back maybe another six years before they can see themselves as being relevant. Man, it's so crazy because they were so close. Ugh, and then... AFC title game. That's how it was my rookie year, dude. My rookie year, 2007, oh, yeah. we went to the playoffs. We beat Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. We thought that, I mean, <laughs> our right tackle, Tony Pachos, came up to me after we beat Pittsburgh. He said, Ooch, enjoy this because you may never get back here again. I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, right. Yeah. Dude, we're, we're 11 and five right now. We're good. We're going yeah. to play against New England in the divisional. We're good. Only time I went to the playoffs in my entire career. Oh, man. So, uh, we, I mean, we were in the thick of it. We were playing for the playoffs in the last game of the season, I think three years in a row. Uh, but we just didn't get over the hump to get back in. So, you know, and then we had a couple of really ugly years with Mike Malarkey at head coach, Gus Bradley at head coach. I saw, what, one, two, three. I saw four GMs. No, I'm, I'm sorry. One, two. I saw three GMs, four head coaches in my time in Jacksonville. <laughs> oh, my God. How – that's just the most disruptive thing. In the, like, it's just like, yeah, the ice caps yeah. are melting under your feet. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> like I just... was – I mean, if we didn't – we had a coach, uh, Mike Malarkey. He was coaching Tennessee uh, for a little while after – after he left Jacksonville, but he came from that Pittsburgh tree, that Pittsburgh, yeah. you know, we're just going to, we're just going to be tougher, which means we'll win. Right. And I mean, I told my agent, if this guy's not fired at the end of the season, I want to be traded. I yeah. do not want to stay here with that guy running the show. I cannot do it. Yeah. He got fired literally like the day after the season ended. Ugh. So worked out That's good wild. for me. Yeah, the uh, the other piece of breaking news: the UFC four official trailer uh, was revealed. The, the official reveal trailer happened. Uh, to me, it looks like Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom meets UFC. But you know, Teenage Wasteland's used, and it's got a nice fun track on it. So you should mm -hmm. listen to it or watch the trailer. Um, you you've sort of uh, you've become a bit of a UFC guy, right? Yeah, you know that's one thing that the that this quarantine has done. It's kind of turned me into a bigger UFC fan. Uh, I was a casual fan before the before everything shut down, but you know, with that being like the first thing that kind of came back, and it yeah. was just like it felt like uh, blood sport. The way that you got two guys in the octagon, no nobody in the crowd, just judges and and reporters, and it looks like this is a battle to the death. Yeah, that was definitely how I felt watching it, and I was like, you know what, I like it like this. <laughs> yeah. I like it like this. We don't need fans out there. Yeah, Just yeah. Let these two guys beat each other to death <laughs> in the middle of the octagon. And, uh, yeah, it's just – it feels more cinematic that way. Right, right. Did, uh, have you ever <coughs> seen the movie Warrior? It's a UFC-based yeah. – oh, man, I love that film. I just – Yeah, I've seen that. That's with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme too, right? No, no, that, that one's – that's with Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tom yeah. Hardy. Yeah, where he got all jacked up and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. He was – yeah, that one, was a good one. Him and his yeah. brother. Yeah. yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, that was uh, a good movie. 
Yeah. Uh, NHL 21's release has been pushed back. That's all the news there. You know, hockey's coming back. I cannot wait. My team won the Stanley Cup last year. I'm like, hockey can end was a joke I probably made. And then I was like, oh, well, then, oh, it is <laughs> over. Wow. Okay, I take it back. I take it back. Um, but now I want to move on to the interview. I'm just going to ask you two ridiculous questions. But uh, the first one is Pokemon Go Battles with Sports. All, I'm, all I want to know is I want you to name three athletes from three different sports that if you were going to go to battle with, that's that, those three are the ones you'd take. All right. So let's go football. Let's go basketball. And let's go boxing. So football, if there's somebody I have to take, do they have to be from this era? No, they could be any okay, era. Okay. Okay. So um, I would say with football, I would take Steve Young. Oh wow! Steve Young would be my would be my first Pokemon ball. Yeah, he'd be the, the general. <laughs> right. That's my favorite quarterback of all time. Nice. And then sport two. Let's go basketball. I got to go with that seven foot German Dirk Nowitzki. That's who I'm running with. Yeah. My second one, long distance gunner. Uh, and then uh, third sport, I'm going to go boxing. Now, I know the cliche thing to say would be like Muhammad Ali or, you know, uh, Mike Tyson. Uh, but I'm going to go with Lennox Lewis. That guy was my favorite boxer. He's amazing. So he was an amazing fighter. Yeah. Uh, and he demolished Mike Tyson. So um, not in his prime, Mike, kind of out of his prime, Mike. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah. still, it's still Mike. If he hits you one time, yeah. probably breaks your jaw on both sides. Right. So, yeah. You know, the funniest thing about that fight was there's this there's this interview where Lennox Lewis uh, was interviewed about it. And he and he said something like, Yes, he said he was going to eat my children or something because he's British. He has, this, you know, and it, just, and it was just the funniest thing. Have you ever been to a live like heavyweight or like a big time fight? Yeah, yeah, I've oh. been to. I went to the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. I went to oh, wow. the Mayweather McGregor fight. Both bored me. Yeah, yeah. They were uh, I wish I could have went to one of those big fights back in the day. The heavyweight division, man. I wish I could have went to. Uh, the Fury Wilder 2 fight, because I oh, actually yeah. was, I'm a big Tyson Fury fan. So, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, I like his style. He's, yeah. he's, he's a, he's a, he's kind of got that, that mix between a little bit of Lennox, a little bit of, 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 uh, of, uh, like a Sugar Ray bounce to him where he's got a lot of the weird, yeah, like yeah. jerky movements, but it throws off any conventional boxer. Cause they're yeah. like, Whoa, what is he doing? What is he doing? Yeah. I went to, uh, I, because I was working in the video game industry, I got to go to Trinidad de la Hoya when that was with Felix Trinidad. Was oh, that must have been amazing. And just Trinidad the, and de la Hoya were, the, were two of the best in their, in their yeah. division. And it ended up being a relatively boring fight because de la Hoya just sort of outboxed them. But mm -hmm. the energy in that crowd and the people, like Steve Harvey was two rows in front of me and like David Spade and this was in like 2003 or something. But it was just wild, like the energy and the, the feeling, like somebody throws a combo and you ju you're just like, wow. Like the amount, I mean, you've played NFL games, so I imagine yeah, you yeah. know what that's like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the second question I have for you is that if you could have a Pez dispenser of your sports gaming hero, now it has to be related in some way to your mental sports, uh, sports video game thing, for no reason and you can just ignore that part of it and say whoever you want but if you had a pez dispenser that was sitting on your desk 
who would you choose? Uh, to to link it to sports game to sports as far as like icons of it that I would I would I would use John Madden because you know you got the Madden football game, which it's big. Mm, it's Madden, but it's huge. Yeah. Uh, but you know, for a long time in that games in that in that franchise's uh, lifespan on in video games, you know, Madden was the guy on the cover. And he was the guy doing the commentary in the game. So he had all his famous phrase words in there, like, boom. Yeah. So I would have a Madden Pez dispenser that every time I pop the head open to get a piece of candy and it closed, Madden would just go, boom. It's hilarious. I, I, I feel it. like those might exist. Like somebody <laughs> can engineer one of these for you. I feel like that could totally happen. Um, now, just speaking about Madden, the video game, because you, you know, you, you, you've dawdled, I'm sure. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. How good would you say you are at Madden on a scale of one to ten? Uh, that's a that's a that's a simplistic uh, <laughs> way to try and assess your your skill in Madden because Madden uh, it, today's Madden is a little bit different. It's not. It's it's missing some elements of realism or or elements of logic that actually uh, allow you to play it like real football. Like, it doesn't matter that I know football. It doesn't right. matter that I know the football that's on the game and know, understand the schemes and how everything works. It's that the game itself, the way it's controlled, it's, you're not net really playing football. You're playing a video game, but right. it's trying to simulate football and, uh, with all that being said, I mean, I'd put my skill level at at least an eight. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I remember going to uh, Broncos training camp in, God, 19-something. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was the 1900s, um, late 1900s. Mm -hmm. But I played <laughs> Neil Smith, uh, the defensive end at the time, and I just remember playing him, and he kept telling me what defense I'd called. And I know that's, yeah. a, like, an <laughs> obvious thing for him, but I was like, oh, he – Seizing, and then he would just pick me apart and I was just fascinated. So like, that's an advantage you have, you know, exactly what's going on the field where I'm like the dumb, like, I know football. I don't know anything, <laughs> you know? So that's yeah. like a wild thing. Um, and then in terms of the locker room, when you were with the Jaguars, like were there rivalries or were there, uh, did people throw controllers? What was the sort of nature <clears throat> of how Madden fit into the, the Jacksonville Jaguars locker room? Uh, I mean, it fit in probably uh, as well as, as it fit in in any locker room around the NFL or any, any football locker room around the country. I mean, when Madden came out, you know, we, we would walk into the locker room that morning. By the time we got done with meetings in the morning and had our lunch break, uh, you know, you walk over by the equipment room and there's a box full of Madden games and guys are just like grabbing at them like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got PlayStations. We got Xboxes in our locker room. So guys pop them in. And we start in the front. And don't, nobody's even trying to play the game. We're looking like, hey, let's check these ratings out. And uh, that was around the time when uh, Maurice Jones-Drew had won the rushing title. He had uh, he'd been going. He'd been at been to two Pro Bowls in a row. Uh, he'd end up going to a third one uh, that season. And you know, a lot of players on the team. You know, because we were competing to get into the playoffs late in the season. Our ratings were still good. Like you know, we had good ratings. We weren't. We were in a bad team, uh, except for one year. <laughs> but um, but 
No, it's it's a culture, man. It's a culture. I think all football games that have come out have received that kind of attention from their era of professional athletes because you want to see, you know, how your uh, how your likeness is handled uh, by the by by the company that's you know paid a ton of money to license the NFL and the NFLPA. Uh, but I, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. Now I think that also in today's Madden world, a lot of NFL players feel the same way I do about Madden. It's not right. really realistic and it's not really football because of all the ways it can be manipulated by people who just sit on the game all day long and try to find glitches in the, in the way the game is programmed. So, uh, you know, it's still an event. It's still something that guys look forward to. It's still yeah, yeah. something that they make big deal about. So I'm sure as long as that keeps going, as long as I keep getting money, they won't complain. Yeah, they won't. They won't complain. And your rating, I think you had a pretty high rating one time, but you um, you started earlier in the season, like the updates got you there. But what what was the rating you started at and then ended up getting up to? Uh, my rating started, and this was I think 2011, Madden 2011, 2012. Uh, my rating started at an 84, 80, 84, 87. I can't remember. But by the end, uh, by the last update for the rosters, I was at a 92. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a so. pretty, I mean, that, that's got to feel good. You, oh, you yeah. Know, I contract negotiations, you know, you just took, bring oh, that Oh, I'd already got my, I'd already, I was already hitting my five-year extension at that <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. So that's it was cool. like validated. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, with, um, with your Madden rating, like when you played the game, did you just, did you feel like, Maurice Jones Drew only got a 99 overall because of you. Like you probably mentioned that. <clears throat> like, well, yeah, um, if it weren't for me, he would have. No, you know. he would say that. <laughs> oh, that's that's what good. he was telling people. That's nice. Cause, yeah, because he knew it. He knew that he was. He he averaged. I think that season, 2012, 11, 2000, or no, 2012. I think it was. Uh, that season he averaged 14.7 yards a carry to the right side behind behind me and the right tackle. Holy crap. That's uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he would yeah. tell you that. That's pretty yeah. amazing. And then this year's 99 rated players. There's Aaron Donald, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, Stephen Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore, right? Stefan or Stefan? Uh, Stefan. Stefan. Okay. Uh, of those four players, rank which one you would draft. I mean, you'd take Mahomes first overall. Oh, yeah. I'd take Mahomes over all of them. Um, yeah. and I wish I could actually play against Aaron McDonald. Oh yeah, it's it's Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, Aaron, 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 Aaron Donald. Donald. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I could have played against him because, man, I played against some good defensive tackles all across my career. Well, when he was good, Albert Hainsworth, yeah, uh, yeah. Jarrell Casey, B.J. Raji, uh, <clears throat> what's his name uh, from Cincinnati? Cincinnati's defensive tackle, uh, uh, not Pico, Pico, not no. Pico. I did play against Pico. He was cool. He was cool, but yeah. Uh, the other one, uh, Geno Atkins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Geno Atkins, that, that's another cat that I played against. Yeah. Uh, and Dominica Sue. And Dominica Sue had his worst game of his of the, of the season against me in oh, really? 2000, 2011. Yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah, Maurice you know. was, uh, thing, you know, no big deal. Whose they fault knew is all that? we had was a running back, and they couldn't stop him. So that's, I know. That's <laughs> amazing, right? Um, when The big thing I wondered about was, like, when you saw yourself in Madden for the first time, like, can you remember what that felt like? Uh, it, I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. They yeah. got they got my uh, accessories right. I just right. had one elbow sleeve, 
and I just had my 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 hands boxer wrapped uh, like a boxer, but that was it. I didn't wear any uh, braces. I didn't wear any knee braces. I didn't wear any pads in my pants until like my last what my last like two years when they made us wear pads in our pants. Right. And uh, I mean, that's just how I played it. I didn't even get my ankles taped. I never got my ankles taped in the NFL. Oh, wow. I just went out there with socks on and shoes. Just, <laughs> just went out there. That's amazing. Good. <laughs> the one thing I, I wanted to move on to, just two more, two more things, and I'll let you get on with your life. But the first thing, so the Washington <laughs> football team has changed their name to the Washington football team, which is kind of amazing. Um, Ironic. But I, yeah. I wanted to run through. I'm going to pair uh, 16 different names, but I'm going to pair them in groups of four, and I want you to pick your favorite of the four, and then I'm going to pit the last four against one another. But let's just see what, what uh, you end up. If you suddenly own this team, um, which Dan Snyder shouldn't, so that would be fine. Uh, so Red Tails, Red Clouds, Warriors, or Presidents. What's your favorite of those? It's a good, that's a good group. Uh, it is. Uh... I think, I mean, I, I think Red Tails is good. I think that's like a favorite, but I also think that Warriors is just as good. I think that, you know, is, is in a, even in, 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 in a certain regard, it's like a respect thing to Warriors, like, you know, American, Native American Indians were uh, back, in, back in the uh, Wild West days. But um, the other one was what? What were the red, other two? Red clouds and presidents. Mm. Uh, I, uh, red clouds. That's uh, that's that doesn't really fit. With I don't Washington understand why thing. that's even in there. <laughs> uh, presidents, nah. Because I mean, you got What are you gonna have? Mount Rushmore on the side of the helmet? Yeah, like it's weird. Yeah, that's a weird one. But I think that our red tails and warriors. I think that that really was like the sweet spot. You know, there was a rumor out there that it was going to be DC Sentinels, which right. I think I thought that was a good name too. I mean, I, I you know, it is what it is. I mean, I know that there are people who aren't happy that they're changing the name from Redskins, but I mean, look, it's been Redskins for a long time. There are plenty of teams that have changed their names yeah. over the course of their 60, 70 year history and move cities. Yeah. So, you know, um, I always felt like it was a little bit weird that, you know, and a lot of players in the NFL kind of uh, kind of agreed, like, yo, that's that would be like if the Cowboys were the Dallas Jigaboos, like, right? Yeah, it's like, it's, keep, and it's like, yeah. no, 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 uh, yeah. But I've loved, but I've loved them for thirty years. It's like yeah. you got you got yeah. thirty free years that you. You got have thirty passed. years in. Now yeah, it's like, over with. So, yeah, yeah for sure. Say goodbye. Uh, I, I'm gonna. What about the memorials, monuments, hogs, or generals? What's your number one of those <laughs> terrible ones? Uh, hogs isn't too bad, right? Because it ties to them. I think monuments. Mon monuments. Uh, I think hogs is good. They already got their hogs thing, like you said. Uh, I think. Generals is all right. That's like really basic, but yeah, yeah. If you can't find anything basic, better, <laughs> yeah. Lincoln's red, Federals, Red Wolves, or Founders? Uh, Federals. Yeah, maybe. Federals is fine. Founders. What, mm. yeah. Veterans, Red Hawks, Sentinels, Sentinels, and Kings. You did a video about the Sentinels being mm -hmm. possible. I mean, it could still <laughs> yeah, come to pass. Yeah. 
Red Hawks, I don't hate, but I don't really know what it means. Sentinels, I, you kind of sold me on in your videos. I was like, yeah, I guess that is good because defense and whatever, but Kings yeah, I is think, terrible. I think Sentinels and uh, Red Hawks, I mean, it, it kind of feels like it fits because you put the red in there yeah. and you're used to saying red yeah. with the team's name. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, but yeah, I think like Warriors, like Warriors Sentinels, like I, I mean, this something year gonna... along a, a battle or something that battles right. something right. else. I think that's always good to go with. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just, you know, I just don't want them to get. Don't overthink it. I yeah. think that the whole Washington football thing is a slight troll from Dan Snyder. Like, you guys are forcing me to change the name. Well, I'm just going to change it to Washington Football Team. Yeah, it's. Uh... it's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I can I can laugh at it because, I mean, they really were kind of backed in the corner. There was some guy who bought up all the names. I know, right? And domain names. Amazing. That guy is about to get paid. There yeah. was, and this is a little bit off topic, but there was one time I remember it. It was while I was playing. Uh, there was one year where the Cowboys let their. Uh, let their domain expire for like 10 minutes and somebody bought it immediately dallascowboys.com and they you know it, you talk about capitalism that is capitalism you didn't you didn't make sure your your t, your uh your t's were crossed and your i's were dotted and somebody knew that you had a, a billion dollar domain name and they got it for a hundred bucks, and God. now you have to take them to court. Obviously, the court gave the dude or gave the team the domain name back, which right. I think is bull. Kind of bull, yeah. Because yeah. he did get it fair and square on the open yeah. market, but you know, I think that that might be the same situation here with this guy. Is that it's going to take a while, but they're going to take him to court. The judge is going to say, "Look, this is the name they want. You got to give it to him." Yeah. Uh, last, last thing I'll run you through. So we've through some weird twist because it's the nature of this podcast. So we ended up tying the NFL to star Wars, uh, the star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was, uh, I'm going to call out a few names. We'll do, we'll do like eight to 10, but I'm going to call mm -hmm. out names of star Wars characters. And I want you to tell me what position they'd play on a football team. Gotcha. Because, I mean, you, you know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. So oh, let's yeah. start with Chewbacca. Oh, Chewbacca would be my tight end. Hands down. Yeah, he'd be amazing tight yeah. end. Red uh, zone threat. <laughs> red zone threat. Uh, just like he does the sound and people back up. Uh, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt would be my nose tackle yeah, on defense. That'd be a funny matchup if you, because you were saying how you would have loved to go gone up against some certain people, but mm -hmm. uh, imagine going up against Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> I know, right? Can't even uh, move him. <laughs> yeah. What about the Star Destroyer? Uh, the Star Destroyer would be the press box in our stadium. It would sit atop the press box. I wouldn't give it a position on the field, yeah. but I'd Fair put enough. it in our press box. That's a great, great place. Uh, Kylo Ren? Oh. Kylo, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren could be either the quarterback or the middle linebacker. Direct yeah. opposites right. of one another. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he would be like the Brett Favre of quarterbacks. He's going to throw a lot of picks, but he's going to do some pretty incredible yeah, he'd things. Be, yeah, he'd be going for broke, Yeah, even though he'd be going broke a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about the Sarlacc pit? 
Oh, the Sarlacc pit would be like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ship in the corner right. of the stadium. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. the Sarlacc pit in there. So if a guy, you know, if a if a kicker kicks the ball too far on a kickoff, it'll just land in the Sarlacc pit and <laughs> fireworks will come out of it. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, what about Finn? Oh, Finn would be my running back. Yeah, he'd be good at that. Uh, Ray? I would put Ray at – I would actually put Ray at receiver. Yeah. She's tall. She's lanky. You know, she can run. She can jump. We've yeah. seen it. Yeah. Hundred on spectacular catch. Yeah. <laughs> she's but she can do it. <laughs> she can do it. Uh, what about Darth Maul? Ooh, Darth Maul. Darth Maul would be my strong safety. Oh, man. Yeah. Because he would be coming down attacking full yeah. speed, aggressive. Lay the, lay the wood. Uh, mm-hmm. Lando Calarician? Oh, Lando. Man. I put Lando at slot, slot receiver. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yoda? Yoda would be my head coach. Okay, that's a mm-hmm. that's fair. A uh, couple more, uh, Princess Leia. Ooh, Princess Leia. I would actually make her my offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think she'd be good at that. She'd be great at that. Uh, yeah. What about Jar Jar Pinks? Oh my God, <laughs> Jar Jar would be uh, the tee guy. He'd ga- grab the football tee from the middle of the field <laughs> after the kickoff, and we hope that he makes it back to the sideline without starting a war. That's amazing. <laughs> it would be amazing. Uh, okay. Finally, uh, Netflix Minute. Is there anything, and this doesn't have to tie into Netflix at all, is there anything you'd recommend people watch? Anything you've been watching that you're like, you got to see this? Ooh, you know, I'm huge on documentaries. Uh, there's one documentary that I actually just started watching yesterday, and it's, it's not on Netflix. It's on Amazon, but, you know, you probably, it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's called Hunt for the Skinwalker. That's that a sounds- UFO documentary. Oh, wow. Uh, the guy who did the movie, who did the documentary, actually, he's a good friend with uh, Joe Rogan, been on his podcast a lot. So um, I've been watching that. I think that's a pretty, I mean, I'm just, I'm into that type of thing. I, I, I've been telling people it's UFOs that are next. You see the, that the government's getting ready to release all this info. Yeah. UFOs are next. Get ready. Oh, it's time, ready. right? Like everything it's else is time. collapsing. Let's just, let's just it's, time it all. For, it's time for aliens. It's time. <laughs> just bring it all at once. Bring Why, it on. Do we need to, bring yeah. it on. We're ready. <laughs> Why should we pause any fucking catastrophe? Yeah, let's just yeah. jump it all in here and yeah, just reset you know, in 2021. Yeah. 2021 is next year. Right now, we got aliens coming. We got aliens coming. Amazing. Uche, thank you so much for joining. Everybody on Earth should uh, subscribe to the Observant Lineman. Uh, What's your Twitter handle? Uh, My Twitter handle is C-H-U-K-W-U-77. That's Chukwu77. Chukwu77. Follow him on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Thank secret, you for having me. This is our second time doing it because I blew the recording <laughs> the first time. But finally, we've, you know, this one's so much better. Excellent. The first one was a, bad It's man. excellent. Yeah, yeah, we did a great job here. Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, Adrian, thank you so much, man. Have a good one. All right, brother? You bet. All right, take care, man. 